And now for something entirely different. Welcome back once again, everybody, except... No, I'm just kidding. No, it's, you're all welcome. You're all... Somebody. We lost somebody. I'm sure we did. I'm sure I'm sure there's, there's drop-off. This is Men Seeking Tomahawks. It is the uh, variety talk and independent music show that you have come to tolerate. We appreciate that. I am your trusty host, Jack Drastic. Alongside me, Mama's Fancy Boy, Danny Franks. Danny, how are we? Another great week in the books. Another great week uh, coming right up. It's uh, That means it's time for Men Seeking Tomahawks. The hits just keep on coming. So, as I said, tonight is going to be something a little different. Uh, we we don't often do this, but I thought uh, I thought this was a good one. I th- I thought this one worked out. A few weeks ago, we played a musician from London by the name of Brother Snare, and I as I do, I, I like to make sure that uh, the artists and our listenership smoosh up against each other. I like to make sure that uh, we help promote these artists, and we like to bring new things for your ears. And as I do this promotional jaunt every week, I get into the 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 musicians, you know, online profiles, right? And I learn a little bit about them. And so as I'm promoting Brother Snare, I start to realize this guy's into like a lot of stuff. I mean, okay, so he's a very accomplished musician as we as we came to find out on the episode we just played his music on and then also he's into this thing that i don't know anything about called nfts then he's also an actor what and he's a musician and he's a photographer and a model and and he lives in london so you know he's got that cool accent dan right so i was excited i said hey brother snare would you like to be on the program and, and do an interview? And guess what? He said yes. So guys, here it is. I think this is the third or fourth time we've ever tried an, an interview. So here it is. Here's my interview with Brother Snare. Brother Snare, a.k.a. Darren Chin Yu, welcome to the program, sir. Hey Jack, how you doing? Thanks for having me, and hello, audience. <laughs> Man, it's uh, it's really good to finally meet you. It's weird, you know. We've we've done the show a long time. We've probably featured five hundred different musicians, and it's so oh, seldom wow. that we actually get to make face to face contact with them. Oh, really? Is this uh, is this a rarity? So uh, I, I feel even more privileged. No, that yeah, I think I think they just want to get their stuff heard and get out of there. Wham, bam. So. <laughs> Oh no, I'm, I'm not all about that. It's uh, it's all about building building relationships, networking, rapport. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Well, you're a fascinating cat. So I was, you know, when I when I started doing a little bit of uh, internet detective on you, I was like, this guy, this guy has some stuff to say. So I'm I'm really appreciative of the time. So it's uh, what time is it over there for you right now? Okay, in London, it is just just come up to 4:30 uh, in the afternoon. 4.30. Okay. Yeah, okay. So it's not bad. What What is a London weekend like these days? It's getting better. Um, obviously, you know, globally it's been, <laughs> it's been, it's been tough, you know, year and a half, two years, but it's, I mean, um, I'm, I used to play 
gigs like I play percussion, drums. I used to play for DJs Thursday, Friday, Saturday night, um, and then it just went dead uh, for 20, 2020, 2021, and now it's gradually picking up. Um, so I'm just hoping, yeah, I'm just hoping it's just get a lot better for for the whole world, really, because we need it, right? <laughs> Yeah, we do. We're all in yeah. this together, and it would be nice if it got better. So, um, you are. Uh, it says on your on your profile on the Twitter that you are a uh, Jamaican Chinese born uh, Londoner. So, uh, were <coughs> are you are you originally from London, or did you did you make your way there, or what have you? Yeah. So the story is, I was born and bred in Hampshire. I don't know if you know the UK that much, but. Um, Hampshire is 70 miles west of London. Uh, so my parents moved from London to Hampshire um, back in 74. Well, back in the 70s. Uh, I was born in 74, so I'm an old, I'm an old cat. <laughs> but my, my parents were originally <laughs> Jamaican. My parents were originally Jamaican. So my dad is half Chinese, half Jamaican. And my mum is fully Jamaican. So I'm only a quarter Chinese. But obviously, you know, dad being my dad, I've got the Chinese surname Chin Yu, <laughs> so it, it stuck. Um, but yeah, be, being Chinese, it's, it's made me more efficient, more more hardworking, um, and the Jamaicans made me more creative. <laughs> so, but yeah, I've, I've been in London for. It's a nice. Yeah, it's a nice mix. It's it's a bit strange, right? You got you know the east side of the, the planet, and then you got the west side being Jamaican, and then put together like a a big stew. <laughs> a big a big pot <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean going back to london i've been living in london since um 99 so what's that coming up to 23 years now so um definitely class myself as a londoner but my dad still lives in hampshire so you know i'll go back and forth still got a lot of friends living in in that part of the world so it's, it's about five ten minutes away from stonehenge so if you know where stonehenge is you know where hampshire is sure yeah, yeah. Okay. What was that like growing up? Uh, I guess, would, what would you call that, the outskirts? Would that be appropriate to call? They, they call, well, the, the town I was born in, born and bred, was called Andover, um, which is a, a market town. And they call that an overspill, a London overspill. So when there's too many people in London, not enough houses, they would, you know, families would go to these, these certain towns. So... I live in a Dallas overspill in Texas, so I okay. I get it. Oh, so you you know it, you get it. I like overspill. Away. That's an yeah. That's a nice way to put it. Overspill is a good way to put it. <laughs> overspill, yeah. Again, another place um, <laughs> that you guys will be familiar with, Salisbury. You heard of the Salisbury? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, again, about a half an hour's drive from Salisbury. So, yeah. Nice. And, and the funny thing is, Andover is so small. For years, we didn't have a McDonald's. So me and my friends would jump in a car and drive to Salisbury just to get a Big Mac. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. There, there's something about McDonald's being an event, right? Like, I feel like you can you can quickly overdo the McDonald's, but like if it's a once in a life, like once in a while sort of thing yeah, when you're young, yeah. that that's that's how McDonald's should be approached. That's it's, that's my put this way, advice. We, we had a, we had a huge celebration when we first got a wimpy. I don't know if you have a wimpy in the in the states, but no. What's a wimpy? It's like a it's like the poor man's McDonald's. <laughs> it's okay, like nice. A, it's like a, a burger joint that you know no one knows about, but it's big in the UK. So we had a fanfare when Wimpy came to town. 
Um, so when McDonald's <laughs> came, it was like, whoa, somersaults and, and the like. So, yeah. You're, you're moving up in the world. So, so what was it like growing up? What was it like growing up in an overspill? Obviously, there weren't uh, not a lot of shops is what it sounds like. You didn't have a McDonald's, didn't have a lot of the uh, those other, other sort of things. But culturally, culturally, culturally speaking, geez, mm, Louise, mm. What, uh, what was it like growing up uh, amongst the, the people out there? Okay, so uh, Andover had one nightclub. So that's again, just shows you how small it was. Um, and there was, it's obviously the majority of the people were Caucasian. Um, not many, you know, black families. There's there probably eight or nine black families in Andover. So, you know, we all, you know, knew each other. We all go to parties together. Um, and we still know each other. Um, and that was, again, you, you know, as as a kid, I mean, I, again, you probably can't see it because of the hat. I I had ginger hair when I was younger, so Jamaican Chinese ginger hair. You know, it was it was tough, right? <laughs> yeah, I get it. Yeah. It was tough, yeah. But it gave Gosh. me a tough. It gave me a tough skin. Um, and also, that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, we had the um, the British Army, the, the, um, which is like headquarters for the British Army. Um, not too far from Andover. So we used to have a lot of squaddies come into town and, you know, uh, be uh-huh. a bit tough. But again, it made us tough, right? So, um, so yeah, yeah, a bit of, bit of racial abuse. But um, again, yeah, it made me stronger. I mean, mm. as soon as I moved to London, there was, there was zero. I've had zero racial abuse, which is, you know, it's a shock. And it's kind of expected because cause it's so multicultural multicultural yeah so yeah i'm i'm you know if if we can uh think share things that are bringing you and i together it's that we're both struggling with the word cult cultural right now for some reason (laughs) isn't it funny when there's like one word that like you know you know it you've known it for decades and then it just won't happen i'm having a a sunday afternoon cider so (laughs) that's my nice Well, we we enjoy the cider too. That's excellent. So, so the 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 upbringing and the overspill made us, uh, you know, gave you gave you toughness. But I want to know about your creative side because looking at your your Twitter profile and your SoundCloud profile, you know, I'm seeing that you've basically. I feel like you are uh, a brother from another mother because I know Dan and I. We you know we have these different creative. Uh, venues, avenues that we've both tried. Uh, sounds like you're very much the same. When I see music, photography, actor, model, I mean, talk talk about talk to me about the uh, when when did music become integral for you? Okay, so um, as a as a kid, I was always a naturally naturally good dancer. Might have been from the you know the Jamaican roots. Um, so my yeah. parents, my grandparents, could see I had that natural ability. So when I was three years old, um, my parents bought me a drum kit for Christmas. Uh, so 1977, had this little small, you know, drum kit from the toy shop and it lasted a day. <laughs> I literally had the drumstick straight <laughs> through the skin. Uh, and I, but I remember that memory. I remember that memory. I was like so excited, but Boxing Day was an anticlimax because there was no drum kit left. So that was my first ah. experience of music. Um, and then when I was at secondary school, between the age of 11 to 16, um, I met this amazingly talented uh, drummer called Dave Penfound, David Penfound, and he's still talented now. Um, and he had this 17-piece drum kit, 
in his bedroom. You know, the whole family is mu- musical. You know, his, his dad was in a um, very popular band um, in the 60s. So, and he was advertising, he was giving lessons, drum lessons. So I was like, oh yeah, I love to learn, you know, drums. Um, so I had about six or seven drum lessons. And, and then after school, uh, after the age of 16 to 18, was in various rock bands, you know, because rock was the only, it was, a, it was a, the most popular music in Andover, you know, being a, a white town. Sure. Rock was is all you had. You didn't have um, you know you didn't have hip hop. You didn't have <laughs> <laughs> jazz. You didn't have yeah. much choice. So, right. but I loved rock. I still love. This rock. is like around what what was this? Maybe the the early nineties, mid eighties. We're talking. It, yes, yeah. So curly hair, you know, Bon Jovi, you know, <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you know that, oh, that kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Queen when they turned kind of um, poppy, but but yeah, we we used to play. Yeah. Um, all those kind of covers, you know, turned into Nirvana. Um, and then we started doing Radiohead. Um, but yeah, that's where I kind of really got my rhythm down um, on, on the kit. Um, and then I moved to London. And that was it, actually. My brother was really into hip-hop. He was into R&B. But he, he, he started listening to Italian House, uh, which I was like, okay, this is quite this is quite techno. So that's my kind of entry into dance music was my brother who's okay. three years older than me. Um, and that was it. As soon as I moved to London, I was like, okay, so what am I going to do? I, I moved to London because of the music basically. And I was like, okay, if I was in a band, which I was, it, it costs to do rehearsals. It cost me to get the equipment. How am I going to do this? How am I going right. to make money out of, out of this career? So, Bought myself a, a pair of congas, uh, bought myself some bongos, um, and I just started networking with DJs. Did some um, events within the West End of London, and which you know, which bombed. We had like six people, <laughs> in, like on a Thursday night. It was like, okay, this is this is working. Yeah. Um, but I managed to get my way up to um, playing percussion for Hey Candy. I don't know if you heard of Hey Candy. It's a big like funky house. Um, outfit within like Europe. Awesome. So yeah, managed yeah. to do some big gigs for them uh, around the world, Hong Kong and, and the likes. Um, so that was, that was, wow. that was cool. Um, and again, yeah, yeah. So, so going back to my point, so if I played percussion with DJs, I didn't have to rehearse on a Tuesday or Wednesday night and I'll get paid in cash on, on the night of the gig. I was like, yeah, this is cool. I can do this. So that was my, yeah. my live element of, of, um, music yeah and then production that's awesome production, yeah the produ- yeah production is another story so <laughs> yeah we'll get well and yeah i want to i want to know about not only the production because uh you've I, I, just exploring your soundcloud is uh is a fun a fun uh, adventure but you've <laughs> mentioned briefly that you've the music has had you traveling internationally as well yeah absolutely i mean that, that was a the dream you know we my uh, most successful rock band was called Chinchilla. Um, no relation to my surname, but my <laughs> bass player had a Chinchilla. Uh, we used to be called My Pet Chinchilla. <laughs> and then we found out that was too long. So we kind of shortened it down to Chinchilla. Um, and we, you know, we did some covers. We mostly did kind of original music and it was really popular. And we managed to get a um, management uh, deal with this 
company that we never heard of. Um, and they kind of wanted to do a 30 day European tour with us. Um, but it never happened. And it was, it was, a, mm. it was like a kick in the teeth. It was like, okay, I'm not going to make it yeah. doing rock. I'm not going to make it with a band, but I still want to make it play music around the world. Um, and yeah, so I managed to tick those boxes. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm happy. Um, this is cool. So let's let, let the dreams. So, so basically if, you know, if to your listeners, it's a case of let your dreams stay, turn them into, you know, something real, they can happen. That's yeah. my point. You know, so, yeah, yeah. Man, you know, when you're young, I feel like success looks very binary. It's either you made it or you didn't. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you you referenced bef before we jumped on the silly stuff I used to be into. And I realized at some point that success is not did did you get to this point? It's what was what was happening along the way? What what happened to you? You know, and yeah. so it's really cool that you that you you learned that lesson because and I think a lot of people, they just, they, they, it's like, I have to, I have to do this one thing and mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. it. If, if not, I've not succeeded. And that's just, that's not how life works. No, exactly. Exactly. It's like the, um, the donkey and the carrot, you know, that, that donkey will never get that yep. carrot because it's always there. And it's like, you know, yep. you have a goal and you have a, a stairway, you know, you got to celebrate each step to get to the top. Yep. Otherwise, you know, you, you just won't be happy <laughs> in life. I love I love that everyone knows what the carrot and the donkey analogy means, and yet I would I would defy you to tell me when was the last time on this planet that a that 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 was actually done. Like when was the last time that a guy put a carrot on a string and put it in front of a donkey? I bet it's been That's so true. Eons. That's so, true. so. <laughs> well, listen, um, you know this is this is all about Brother Snare today. So what I wanted to do normally just how we format this thing is we talk for some time and then we play a song. And so I had asked you to give me a couple of your tracks that we could feature kind of in between breaks here. Mm -hmm. And the first track you brought me is a, a track called model citizen. Um, tell me, tell me a little bit about it. Okay. So model citizen was, I would say I, I wrote this about, um, about 10 years ago now. Um, and I was in a band, I was in a seven piece band um, with these amazing, amazingly talented individuals. They could all produce, they could all play instruments um, and most of them could sing. So it's, it's like a, a rivalry, you know, who could come up with the, the best, you know, track. So, you know, I bought myself a computer, bought myself Cubase, da 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 da. So, you know, competition was really, really helpful. So with Model Citizen, um, I wanted wanted a kind of a dance track, but without the dance beat. So I had that kind of, you know, sample, and then I kind of play piano and come up with these different, you know, bass lines and so forth, so. Okay, so there, fr from the artist's mouth himself, that never happens. So guys, <laughs> uh, coming up next, <laughs> more with, uh, with, our good, with our friend Brother Snare, uh, but first, let's hear Model Citizen by Brother Snare right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks.
another snare with Model Citizen, the man himself right here. I loved it. Uh, uh, great track. Uh, if you would Thank like you. to hear more from Brother Snare, uh, go to menseekingtomahawks.com. And we'll, we, we kind of put everything in the show notes there just to make it convenient for you. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Thoroughly. I mean, there's a reason you're on the show. So, uh, Darren, we, we talked about your music, but I just feel like that's just one facet of everything you're into. Uh, because when I, when I go down uh, the, the rabbit hole that is your, your uh, online presence. My life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you got, you got it all out there, man. Um, so, so you're also a photographer. Is that, that correct? It is, yeah, yeah. Um, so photography, the, the, the funny thing is with photography is I just, you know, sometimes I, I love being on my own. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know if you get that, but, you know, being around people I love because I'm a, I'm a people person, but sometimes I just need to, you know, unwind. And with my camera, I can just walk around London with my camera, taking photos, and that's it. I've got no pressures. There's no time frames. There's no deadlines for this, that, and the other, I can just snap. If I don't like the picture, delete, you know? And especially with digital, you know, we're so lucky to be in this virtual, you know, it's, 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 it's a cliche, but it's a good time to be alive. <laughs> it really is, you know? Um, and it, it, photography is just one of them. Can you imagine like back when we had 35 millimeter, you know, yep. film, you know, click, click, click. I'm, I'm, if Jack, you'll, you'll actually, you laugh. Cause um, I think one of my first house parties I went to in London, I had my dad's old 35 millimeter camera, and um, yeah. I was I was clicking away, da -da -da, no flash, da -da -da. I was talking to this lovely chick, um, and I was I was like, oh, we can just take a few pictures, and I was really confident, I was really happy, um, and then when I got them de developed, every single one of them was blurry. I was like, okay, okay, maybe photography <laughs> isn't for me, <laughs> but it's a learning curve. It's a learning curve. It is. You know? Yeah, I worked. I worked in photography uh, right when uh, SLRs were starting to become really accessible. Okay. And it, that was, gosh, I mean, it, you know, and, and it does, it, you're right. It is cliche. And I feel very old manish when I started down <laughs> this, this line of thought, but just the, the way that, uh, you know, you could for a long time, if you, if you wanted to shoot film, you know, mm. like shoot a, a movie, you mm. would need this big multi-thousand dollar, you know, rig. And then yeah. all I was, I was in the industry whenever the DSLR started becoming usable for, for move for, for movies. It was crazy, you know, Okay, mm -hmm. it cha changed everything. So yeah. Um, there's no shame in being, <laughs> uh, having difficulties with film because that was, that was another world entirely. So yeah. That, yeah. That, that, that's really cool. And, and I mean, I can't think of a more, uh, picturesque place than London to just be able to wander around and, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I remember, yeah, I mean, as, as a kid, we, when we used to drive from London to, sorry, Andover to London to visit my grandparents, you know, I was always looking out my windows like, oh my God, I'll, you know, I'd love to live in London, you know? So again, it's just that dream that I made happen really. But yeah, I mean, you should, you should come to London. I'll, I'll look after you guys, man. I'll look after you guys. I'm in, sure. I'm in, <laughs> One of the, you know, it's, that's always been a bucket list thing. But, you know, yeah. with the whole pandemic and like end of days uh, tomfoolery that we've all been dealing with, <laughs> those, that bucket list is starting. I'm starting to pull things out of the bucket. I'm like, no, this can't no, stay in the bucket. Worry. Let's to, make it happen. Have... Let's make it happen. Let, 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 me, let me get yeah, you guys over, that sounds... over to London. I'm, I'm into the idea. So you've been on both sides of the, of the uh, camera. If, if my 
internet sleuthing skills serve me well. <laughs> Not only are you a photographer, you're actually an actor and model. Is that right, too? That's right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I wouldn't say actor. I'm more of a, an extra, more of a supporting artist um so hey yeah t t that takes a village that's that's not there's no shame in that <laughs> yeah so my, my biggest my biggest movies um i was a death eater in harry potter uh back in 2012 uh for a whole year um i don't know if you watched the the potters but um definitely definitely hallows yeah. yeah the last the very last movie definitely hallows part two i was a death eater for a whole year but if you try and find me in the movie, uh, I'm not in it <laughs> once. You see me in the behind-the-scene footage on YouTube. But, um, yeah, you see more my friends than me. <laughs> but, That's um, awesome, man. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And um, I, I, I don't know if you know, but um, I'm, I'm a new dad. So Teddy, my daughter. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. She was born three months ago. So when you see things like my NFT projects, you know, my music – it's all for her you know she she's made me a harder tougher worker you know there's a new there's a new goal and there's a new reason for for doing this stuff jack so this is this is her teddy that's awesome man yeah yeah that's why you're that's why you're wasting away your sunday afternoon on men seeking tomahawks i <laughs> I, 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 I would, I would, I would say wasted <laughs> this this is, this is all productive stuff this is all productive stuff well <laughs> well we no, I, I, I'm so happy you're on here. And, and you mentioned the, the NFTs. And so, you know, that's something I'm very curious about because I, yeah. I definitely don't know too much about them. But I know and I'm looking behind you and, and I'm seeing what I'm assuming <laughs> became the uh, it was the the uh, the process into getting into the, your specific NFT niche. Absolutely, but you, yeah. you do these these really cool pieces with stormtroopers yeah you, well, well let, me, let me let me change the camera yeah. angle you can see you can see okay. stormy there's stormzy there can you see stormzy <laughs> he's overlooking london yeah so darren right has yeah yeah you've got a full-sized stormtrooper uniform out uh overlooking your your balcony window that's that's pretty yeah. great and and that's actually uh, obviously for your audience they won't be able to see but that, that that's actually me in the, in the um outfit um, so there's a third wow. one in my bedroom. Uh, so you got um, speak no evil, hear no evil, and then see no evil in the bedroom. Yeah. So yeah, all, that's what all you call three wise doing. Yeah, that's... three wise stormtroopers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's great. So so you obviously you're a star a Star Wars enthusiast, massive, and you just decided fan. that was going to be your thing. That was that was going to be the 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 art that you chose well, to, to make. It's funny because um, as soon as Disney purchased um lucas films all the rights to you know mm -hmm. make the um, the movies 2011 that's when it just ex exploded in my head you know um i was always a fan of you know episode four five and six and then kind of grew to love episode one two and three but when i had when i lived with my old flatmates um steve he was a, again a massive star wars fan so him him and i would you know write music together watch Star Wars movies, not, not, not like bromance, but you know, it wasn't that, that <laughs> like that, but you know, I, we had a, I get it. it I get it. Yeah, yeah. So we just went crazy. It was like when we were kids, we always wanted to own a Stormtrooper outfit and we just made it happen. And we just thought, okay, I've got the camera, I've got a Stormtrooper. Let's make some videos. And 
let's make some photos yeah. and that was it you know just got really popular so I, awesome. I, I sell these on on ebay so now with the nfts it's, okay. it's now you know an even more excited market marketplace you know so okay so let let's do that then let's let's mm. get into this so in in your words do, tell us because i mean you know this this show is not uh not niche this mm. is uh mm. this these are uh explorers you know magazine, so we magazine yeah 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 exactly yeah we're just talking here so so in your words what is an nft okay so nft stands for non-fungible token which basically means that if i sell you one of my images if it's one-to-one i'm not doing copies if it's a one-to-one you own the rights to that image and Behind it, the, the technology, the algorithm, the code behind it is what they call a smart contract. And that smart contract was created by Ethereum. There's a, a smart Russian-Canadian, first name Vitel. I'm not going to try and remember his surname, but Ethereum, <laughs> <laughs> Ethereum is like number two behind Bitcoin. Everyone's heard of Bitcoin, which was... Um, so it's a cryptocurrency. It's a cryptocurrency, basically. But it's more than that. It's a smart contract. Okay. So Bitcoin is like the, the granddad of crypto, which was formed in 2009. And it was started because of the 2008 subprime markets, you know, when the whole economy crashed. So Bitcoin was started because of that. Ethereum was started because of a, a, a different kind of path. But it's now become this, this thing that is becoming more accepted by, you know, people corporations and even governments uh, governments around the world and it's all down to this one word decentralization whereas you know right. you've got things like bank of england you got your uh, i don't know what the u.s equivalent of the bank of england is but it's all centralized you know everything flows like like right. uh, fiat money it flows through the bank of england uh, whereas with mm -hmm. crypto it's decentralized when you got when you hear of crypto mining all that mining is doing is People's computers, people's laptops, people's smartphones, they're validating transactions. So if I sent you a Bitcoin, it gets validated by 50, 60, even 100 computers around the world. And that's what mining is. And what, what they do is once, once that gets validated, everyone that's mining that Bitcoin gets a little piece of money. You know, very small smidgen. So, for example, I, I mine Bitcoin on my smartphone, and I, at the moment, I get say, I don't know, ten dollars a day just for, just for mining, and all I do is just press a button every four hours, and it it works in the um, background. So, going back to Ethereum and going back to NFTs, NFTs could be anything, not just music, not just images. It could be, I, even someone said the other day to me on um, on Facebook that subscriptions will be NFTs. You know, even your car insurance oh, wow. could be an, an, an NFT. So it's all digital. Like, for example, mm -hmm. when MP3s took over CDs, you know, people were like, mm, I'm not sure about MP3s. I love my CDs because, you know, it's something tangible. It's something in my hand. Whereas MP3s have now taken over CDs because you can have a thousand um, albums even on your, on your phone. Whereas your CDs, my, my brother's, if you see my brother's living room, he's got 
no joke about 20,000 CDs in his living room and his, the floor is, is bowing. <laughs> he can't take any more CDs. Yeah. It's just an example. So NFTs are just taking over. And at the moment... It's a, um, no, it's yeah. a great example, though. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that it's... You know, we did a show recently about uh, failed predictions, you know? I mean, there was a lot of people coming out whenever the, the automobile was first introduced that were heavily invested in horses. Okay. Like, there's no way. Like, they're, they, they, they saw the writing on the wall, and they're like, there's no way that these automobiles are going to work out, right? We need these horses to, <laughs> to keep, keep going in business. And yeah. so, you know, for me, I, I really try to be objective about mm -hmm. this. I, I think that there are detractors, and I think there are people that are overly enthusiastic about it. Yeah. I do see yeah. this as something that is a, a very real possibility uh, moving forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you, you remember in the, in the 90s with the, the dot-com boom, you know, you had all these amazing websites, uh, you know, people buying the domain names and blah, blah, blah. And again, the bubble, the bubble burst, obviously, but you still had, you know, you Google, you had your eBay, you had your Facebook come from these amazing, sure. you know, yeah, again, 17th century tulip bubble. You know, there's a little bit of a bubble with <laughs> NFTs, <laughs> but again, yeah. you know, the, the bubble with NFTs is CryptoPunks was one of the first NFTs. And because celebrities and, you know, big investors are getting involved, you know, one CryptoPunk is, is now worth, you know, three to five million dollars. So, but wow. that's just one kind of, you know, example of what an NFT can do. But like I said, you know, it, it will be everyone's car insurance, home insurance subscriptions you know even musicians are doing their albums and uh, tracks as nfts so yeah well and i like i go back to the the bit of research i did for this interview and just trying to figure out what the hell i'm looking at mm -hmm. uh i feel like that what you pointed out with the decentralization that's that's great because that that really does remove the ambiguity and the uh behind the curtain kind of element of the economy, you know, so the yeah. fact that everyone is, is it's, it's visibility, you know, it's transparency. I think that's really interesting. Um, what are your thoughts? Cause I, I know that I, you know, and I, and I like, and I'll say this too. I really like your approach because it's a lot like what we talked about with the, with your music career is that, you know, you're, you, you are very realistic about what these things will mean and could mean in the future. Uh, whereas, you know, there are a lot of people with some unrealistic expectations at this point. Absolutely. Uh, so I yeah. good on you for, for that. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, you know, I thank my parents for that, for making me, you know, a realist, uh, <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I, I work in, I work in it, so I can see how hard these developers are working on these projects. It's, I think with crypto, it's all kind of started about beating the man, you know, beating the corporate giants. And all of a sudden, you know, it's gone from Bitcoin was being used as kind of a, a kind of what's that website? Uh, something pirate, pirate ship. There's a website that we could sell, buy and sell yep. drugs and like Pirates. ammo. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Bitcoin was part of that, but now look at it. You know, it's kind of more yeah. in the yeah. in the kind of mainstream conversation now. Um, well, I went to, I was in college. Mm. I was in college in the uh, the the aughts, and I mm. remember that one of my very college centric comedy websites was somethingawful.com, 
And mm-hmm. I do remember one of the uh, the forums having uh, somebody who was very early on in the development of Bitcoin saying, hey, if you guys want this, you can get it. And, you know, it's one of those shoulda, coulda, woulda things I'm not going to do to myself. But I, I do remember Bitcoin being something that at this point I wish I would have gotten in, you know, when I could have. Uh so it's funny. If but, only you know, we had that kind of is. yeah. If only we had that you know that oh. that bowl, that glass, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you if, can't. Yeah, you can't yeah. do it. Well, f- funny enough, um, the singer uh, from Chinchilla, my my rock band, he was the guy that mm-hmm. got me into Bitcoin and and crypto. And this is back in 2017, um, and this is when Bitcoin was three thousand pounds each, or three thousand dollars each. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he was a, he, he was the smartest one out of the lot of us. There was a, it was a four-piece band. He was the smartest one because he was self-employed. You know, he knew how to work for himself. He, he was always telling me, you know, Darren, you need to buy a house. You know, invest in property. That's where your money is. So, you know, I listened to him then. I listened to him in Bitcoin. So I bought two Bitcoin. So I, you know, invested six six grand. And again, Jack, I wish I just left it. I just wish I hold all. <laughs> I went a bit crazy. I, I kind a of a bit of hodl, huh? Yeah, yeah. I should have yeah. done that, you know. But yeah, well, you know, here's okay. So here's my thought on this. Here's my mm. my 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 uh, old man thought on that is that <laughs> as many of those as you as you'd like to have a second swing at, there's probably a lot that you didn't take a swing at that you're probably better off for not having done. So that that thing works both ways i that's that's how i yeah. that's how i sleep at night <laughs> so just like, it'd be nice to, to have, have you know bought a bunch of gamestop when it was five cents or whatever but like ah, it's it's okay you know because i probably could have also done something insanely stupid you know? yeah so yeah you know. oh, no, well. i, I agree oh, with that. i'll, I'll take that as well do. yeah yeah exactly good good <laughs> But but I want to talk about your NFTs because you were a thank you because you were kind enough to 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 give me one which was awesome. But I love your 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 uh, your NFTs are uh, what, what's what what what's the series called? It's Turning Heads, right? Turning Heads Collection. Yeah. So again, you know, I wanted to keep that that car Star Wars Stormtrooper theme, and I wanted to find a you know gap in the market because I was seeing a lot of illustrations, amazing illustrations, by the way, a lot of uh, fantastic photography and it was blowing my stuff out of the water so with with my turning the heads collection they're they're tiffs if anyone doesn't know what a tiff is it's like a, a moving kind of loop it's like a video that that loops around and doesn't stop so again with my photography i took my stormtrooper helmet and i took eight pictures eight images of my helmet turning around so if you think of a clock so First one was 12 o'clock, and I moved to one o'clock, mm. three o'clock, all the way around the clock. So I had eight images on my Stormtrooper helmet. And then I just thought, okay, so what, what can I do to, you know, make this different? So I started putting layers on the helmet. And then, mm. as, as you've seen on Twitter, I've been doing daily giveaway competitions because I've got multiple collections in my NFTs. I've got my photography, which is, you know, priced, and then I'm doing the turning heads collection which is giveaways so it's a case of you know generating more followers on twitter just getting a buzz around the yeah. collection and and by the way there's there's more nfts coming your way jack because <laughs> um because um, oh, cool. there's yeah there's there's two different uh well, actually there's three different blockchains you can have on open sea open is like the marketplace open is like the equivalent right. 
of eBay, but it's the biggest. It's the biggest marketplace on the uh, on the internet at the moment. So there's three networks you can have: Ethereum being the biggest, Polygon being the second, and uh, I can't remember the third one, but yeah, Polygon's the middle. And with Ethereum, okay, um, I don't know whether you've seen in your in uh, research, there's gas fees. Yes. So every time you do a tra- well, every time you do a transaction, you have to pay a gas fee, which goes to the miners. Okay. It gets spread out with the miners. With Polygon, you don't pay gas fee. That's the beauty of it. Gotcha. Um, but it's not well okay. known. So there's there's more buyers and sellers on the Ethereum network or blockchain, uh, and then there's Polygon. And why did I started on the on the Polygon because I wanted to save my money. But what I found was because there's less buyers and sellers things weren't moving as quickly. So as from mm. last night, I've moved on to the Ethereum uh, blockchain. So all my turning heads gotcha. will now be on Ethereum. So um, Okay, right on. Yeah, so the entity that you've got is on the Polygon. So the one I'm going to give you this evening or tomorrow will be on the Ethereum. So, oh, hey, another, yeah. another <laughs> awesome, man. That's really cool of you. It's I, again, I, I uh, I'm enjoying just uh, having no idea what I'm talking about. I, I saw you uh, your 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 Twitter post about giving these these heads away, and they're really cool. He you know not only the the rotating stormtrooper heads, but you know kind of kind of like what Darren was describing. He skins them, so I mean there there's there's a David Bowie one, which I'm I'm, I'm I got an eye on. I'm a huge uh, huge fan. Yeah, the old Ziggy Ziggy Stardust face paint. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's super super cool. But but also Thank I you. wanted to Thank mention you. your uh your your online gallery, which I took a look at. So is is that so 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 Darren has set up a three D gallery that you can walk around virtually and and look at these different uh these different NFTs. I've actually I'll we'll post a link on the on the show notes for it, but uh, that's a really neat experience too. Oh, it's amazing! Yeah, I I I, I don't know how I come across this website, but it's a company called OnCyber.io, and what they do, okay. they they have these um, as you've seen the virtual galleries. There's four that are free to people, and then there's ones that you can pay for. Mm-hmm. So naturally, I've gone for a, a free gallery. But what it does, it it amazingly links to OpenSea quite naturally. So when you're walking around this virtual gallery, you can click on an image or uh, an NFT, and it takes you straight to the OpenSea website. And then you can either purchase or like it or or contact the the artist or seller. And it's just an amazing way of you know showing your art, your collection. Yeah, it's just fantastic. And and what they what they call that is the metaverse. So you, I don't know whether you've heard right. Facebook. Facebook have now called themselves Meta. That's going to be a buzzword. Yeah. It's either going to be a buzzword for this year, or it's going to, you know, fall, fall, you know, again. It's going to be another buzzword, something. But again, it's all about metaverse. When you think of, because um, I, I love gaming, even though I haven't done it this sure. year. But Call of Duty, your, uh, oh, what's the what's the what's the car one called? Since my old age now. Grand Theft Auto. Oh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. yeah. So, so again, it's all these virtual worlds yeah. where people, you know, can do what they want, drive what cars they want, you know, guns, yeah. da 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 da. Everyone likes to get online and get forget about their life for for a bit. So that's what metaverse sure. is. So what what's happening is with like the the virtual virtual headphones, not headphones, the virtual goggles, you know, uh, where you can walk headset, around stuff. Yeah. Headsets. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
that's that's yeah. where we're going in the future 2022 2023 even even corporations will be going that way as well yeah don't don't know how much i want to have a, a work zoom <laughs> call with uh with this technology so ho- hoping that uh that falls on its ass that that would be neat remember for years you know we watched um you know star trek as kids and um when um captain kirk had his video thingy you know now now oh, yeah. like a teams yeah. chat or whatever it's it's like um second nature right so metaverse virtual yeah. it will happen maybe five ten years but who knows it's still early days yeah. in this in this industry i agree yeah it's going to be interesting to watch it unfold mm. darren i really appreciate you coming on the show man it's been uh it's been wonderful kind of discussing your adventure and uh really hope that you'll uh stick around and be a part of this thing with us and you'll send us some more music to play and Absolutely. hop on and explain to us technology that we do not understand <laughs> absolutely you know I'm, I'm i'm loving you guys you know i'm loving the the energy you guys have and you know the work ethic so you know i'll be supporting you guys as well so well we, we appreciate it so you sent us a second track i'm going to go ahead and ask you to do me a favor and uh describe to us this track as we allow it to play us out uh so tell me a little bit about tomorrow's world okay so um first of all tomorrow's world was a, a sci-fi program in the uk and it was about futuristic products and and stuff um that's coming and literally they talked about the microchip in the 80s websites and so forth so i wanted to call this track tomorrow's world for a start the genres like trip hop again it was um produced and written about 12 years ago so and i wanted to have that kind of that reggae kind of baseline to it so yeah this is tomorrow's world excellent darren chin Yu, aka brother snare thank you so much You're welcome, Jack. Thanks for having me. Take care, guys.
there it is. Tomorrow's World by our new friend, Brother Snare. So, so Dan, there it is. I, I did it. I did an interview. Well, it's good. Uh, I remember there's at least one occasion, if not more, where I left you in charge of, of running an interview and, and the time came for it to be over. And I was like, how did it go? And it's like, uh, I don't I don't know where it is or or <laughs> it, it didn't work out well. So that that was whatever the opposite of that is. That's what this was. That was really cool. Um, well, thanks. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. I, I couldn't be there, but you did a good job. And what a, like a renaissance man, right? Like this guy is unreal and the the variety of what he's done and what he's still doing and kind of reinventing himself several times so far in his history and probably several times again yeah yeah i I really like his approach to art and life you know i mean he uh i had a boss one time that told me you know don't take the highs too high or the lows too low and you know we talked about music music and the the whole nft thing like he's just kind you know he's not a fanatic and you know but he's sweetheart like a effing sweetheart of a guy real real nice guy yeah now i got I gotta say you uh, missed an opportunity there for when he mentioned salisbury and you didn't come back with anything about steak um <laughs> because i was really interested i wanted to know does that like joke does that term like translate to europe like we know salisbury steak is the microwave meal of uh of those of us who have eaten many microwave meals in the past, but is that a thing over there? We'll never I, know I, now. Oh uh, yeah, there's no way that we'll ever know that. No, um, I actually yeah. forgive forgive that because I, I did I did say something about this the Salisbury steak because I I I enjoy the Fozzie Bear cheap punchline as much as you do, uh, but because of the there was a little bit of a time delay us being here in Texas and him being over there in London that I had to kind of chop some of my responses up because they just didn't. They didn't work. All right, so that brings my respect level for you up a little bit more. Um, oh. Unaffected Brother Snare still at the top of the list. Um, also, he played the bongos with alongside DJs. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, that's not yeah. a thing over here, right? Uh yeah, I think I think probably to some extent, but but yeah, I I was I was I was really fascinated. I I think we scratched the surface. I think that's what we did. And I have a question about NFT, and this and this is something that I mentioned to you, and uh, when he first started gifting you these NFTs, mm-hmm. uh, he mentioned it several times about the it's the the Star Wars head that turns. Like, what are the rules when it comes to copyrights and like who owns this material? Because you know, if you just went out there and and started selling things at the store right or like put something up on right. etsy with star wars like there's a good chance you're you're violating things but i don't know how like nfts work and if that's like different like because what he's creating is awesome mm-hmm. um and you know not trying to <laughs> call him out or anything but like i'm as ignorant to nfts as you are and like what what does that look like like could we go out there and start selling mickey mouse things i don't know i think that um just good question Spitballing on the fly here, I think that there's a cre- there's there's ways around that, right? It's like tri- like tribute things or homages or that sort of thing, like f- like some sort of free use bit to it. But I don't know. It's a good question, and I, I think we'll probably have some follow up for you because uh, I'm I'm pretty sure Darren's gonna Darren, aka Brother Snare, is going to have a listen and have a response for you there. Yeah. Well, like you but, said, we've got in the show notes. We're going to put links to all this stuff because it's yeah. uh, it's really cool what he's doing. And like you said, the the virtual reality kind of three D tour of everything he's got going on. Checked a lot of it out, and it's it's really cool. So definitely 
like you mentioned during the interview, check out the show notes for uh, for all of that at menseekingtomahawks.com. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I, I appreciate I had a good time. I had a good time with this interview. And I think that I learned a little bit. And I think as of this recording, we have upwards of three NFTs in the uh, the Men Seeking Tomahawks uh, virtual wallet. So, you know, our portfolio is ever expanding, Dan. It's GameStop and, a, and three NFTs now. And if you can hear our voice and you want to give us some more some NFTs, uh, send them our way because we are uh, stockpiling them now. And then we are going to mark them up grossly and make big profits <laughs> later on. Can't wait. Our, our Dan, our, our retirement portfolio is finally... You know, it's, I feel like it's finally working out for us, you know? That's great. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. And once again, thanks to uh, our new good buddy, Brother Snare. This is once again the end of Men Seeking Tomahawks. Be sure to subscribe to the program on your favorite podcast app. Become a tomahawk-seeking person by joining the conversation over on the social and to hear more from the musicians featured on the program, go to menseekingtomahawks.com. For Dan, I'm Jack. For Jack, I'm Dan. 